This is your host, Dr. Soyla Quesada, and you are listening to Two Kids, One Doctorate. Can't thank you enough for all of the downloads of this podcast, which really began as an idea to put my experience down into an audio platform. As of today, the most listened to episode is Badass Woman, episode two of uh, season one. I decided to uh, keep it going, keep going season one forever and ever. I was going to split up the seasons, but realize what makes a season, what creates a new season, right? Uh, when it comes to podcasting. So I decided to just keep running with it. We are at episode 30 something at the moment. And uh, can't, I can't put into words the level of gratitude that I have to you, the audience that continues to listen for those that come back and also those that just begin listening to this podcast today. And what are we talking about today? <laughs> Let's talk about these second generation children. As you know, I started this ep- this podcast with the idea of sharing my experience as a first gen Latina immigrant, uh, single mom of two boys. And let's talk about these second generation kids, right? Because since I, I was first gen, my kids are not first gen. And I would call them second generation. And their children, if they have any, will be third generation. So their challenges would be much different than theirs. And just as that, my challenges were definitely very different from theirs. And that's the hope, right? That with every generation, we get just a little bit better. Uh, And that's in terms of everything. Uh, Access, the way we parent, which is very different how they're being parented from how I was parented. Um, Access, I already said that. Language, right? And that in a good way, at least in my opinion. So I, re, I, you know, when they were younger, I was just set on, they're going to be bilingual kids and they're going to speak Spanish at home. No matter what happens, these kids are going to be bilingual children. And I was that parent that criticized other parents who did not capitalize or leverage their ability to speak more than one language to pass it on to their children. I am now that parent that I used to criticize. I am the parent. (laughs) Because little did I know, I have absolutely nothing to do with it. These kids are going to do what they're going to do. And they're going to make decisions that they're going to make, even at this young age. And then it became harder for me to keep up with the Spanish at home. And so now I try to, you know, inject it in conversations here and there. But it's not the same as raising a child who is fully bilingual. My children are not. They are definitely part of the no sable generation. You know what the no sable generation is, right? It's the kids that you speak to them in Spanish and then their response is no sable, as in like no se. Supposed to be no se, but they'll be like no sable because they have no idea what we're saying to them in Spanish. So that is definitely a second generation uh, persona or identity that I am in shock that is part of my unit. And then I took them to the DR this summer, hoping that they would catch up with the Spanish. 
But there was one small detail that it was not planning to happen. Since they have one another, they're very close. They're only about uh, two years apart. And they would not detach from one another. So in essence, they were in DR where people are speaking Spanish around them all the time. And yet they had one another. So they only spoke English to each other. It was kind it was pretty comical. It was kind of like, mom, come on, stop trying. I was like, whoops, I guess next time I best think about this too. Uh, so that was, that was kind of funny. But anyway, so second generation, language is one of them. I grew up speaking Spanish. I mean, I, I grew up, my first language was Spanish. I learned English as a second language. So, and interestingly enough, the more and more you become you know, in into this culture the in the US and you begin to have your circles, etc. We speak less and less Spanish. We just have to be very honest about that. It's as if I moved to Me Mexico, for example. Eventually, I will speak more and more Espanol. So here, yes, I'm speaking more and more English, but being more conscious now about making sure that my kids are listening to it at least and that if I say something to them in Spanish and they come back and say, can you just say that in Spanish? Can you just repeat that in Spanish? That I'm like, uh, no. Let's, let's break down this sentence. What does the word this mean? And then we break it down and it takes longer than it needs to, but we need to get back to being able to speak Spanish in this household, okay? And that includes me. Food. O-M-G. If you've got children. Whew, and if you were raised in a household where you ate what was cooked and that's all you had. There were no other options. Then you would understand how interesting it is. Appalling. That now you're raising children who need a separate meal. Who need certain things in order to eat. That are not eating the rice con habichuelas. They're not eating the food you're making for you. That as an adult, you are now making an adult meal and a kid's meal. Wow, y'all. And this is all the way second generation to me. There was no way that was going to happen in my household growing up. And the big difference is that I loved the food that I grew up eating. When my kids do not appreciate the food, they don't love it. When we went to DR, it was a challenge. I was like, this is the time that they're going to learn to eat Dominican food for morning, lunch, and dinner. Again, slap in the face. They did what they wanted. <laughs> of course, I allowed it. But that's a whole nother episode about my parenting style, okay? Let's not let's not get into that here. We can talk about it though. Next episode, okay? Of course, there were options everywhere it went. Oh, well, would you rather have the fried chicken? Okay, we can fry that for you. You know, so it is so interesting to watch because I love nuestra comida. Para mí, nuestra comida es lo mejor. But their palate is so different. The less seasoning, the better. Just yesterday, they were eating these popcorn chickens. Yes, out of a bag. And yes, in an air fryer. <laughs> and... My oldest was like, oh, my least favorite thing, seasoning. And I'm just like, oh, my God, who am I raising? 
Pero sí, la diferencia es que yo amo mi comida dominicana. I love, love our food. And I don't even know, honestly, if growing up, if we had choices, would I have chosen to eat the foods my kids eat now? I don't, I wouldn't be able to tell you because I, maybe it's because we got used to the taste and our palates got used to our food. So I love my food. Pero I wonder if we had choices, y'all, would you, do you think we would be eating the chicken tenders without the seasoning? The fries without the salt? Or would you be eating like el pollo guisado, la carne guisada? Okay. Oh my God, I can't. El sancocho, no puedo. Okay, let's drop it. But yeah, food. Food is another one. These second generation kids are all the way different in what they eat. Vamos a hablar de la cultura, the culture. These second generation kids, their culture is just different. Their culture is different. We have to just admit, agree. I mean, it's almost like in that sense, they have no choice because they live in a different country than where we grew up. And they don't have this split identity where I feel just as Dominican as I feel like I from the United States. You know what I mean? They don't have that. They have one place. When my child was younger, my oldest was in uh, pre-K. I don't know what you would call that. Pre-K four before pre-K. Uh, and he used to tell his friends that he was born in the Dominican Republic because why? Because it was cool. Most of their, his peers were born in other countries in that school for him it was the coolest thing to say that he was born in dr little does he know right did he know then i was like yeah sure i went along with it if it helped him build a, a dominican identity yes i went along with it yeah he was born here <laughs> and was given a, a a whole uh english name and everything okay so no you weren't born in the dr honey Uh, but the culture, the culture is different. They don't have a, a split identity. Right now, their only identity is that their mom is Dominican, but they were born in the U.S. Most of their friends were born in the U.S. Uh, you know, part of the culture is our food. They don't do our food. Part of our culture is our music. They don't listen to our music. Part of our culture is our dance. They don't dance to our dance. I mean, let's just talk about rhythm. They ain't got that. These are second generation children, y'all. Yeah, no, no, mm-mm. I'd be playing Bad Bunny at home because they don't, well, we went over the language piece because they don't understand what he's saying. So I'm like, okay, let's just keep this going. I mean, if they understood what he was saying, I wouldn't be playing it at home, would I? Okay, okay. But anyways, the culture piece, which uh, is language, identity, right? The identity of identifying with a culture, our food, our dance, our music, our idioms, Our, our sayings, things like that, very different for them. And our culture is different. And, and guess what? My culture also is different now because I'm raising these second generation kids. And so I'm also involved in that culture, in their culture as they're, get, as they're growing up. And so part of me is now becoming them as well. Okay. So that's interesting to me that now I'm not only am I raising second gen kids, But I'm also feeling like their stuff is rubbing off of me even more. And now that I didn't feel part of the U.S. culture before, but now I'm seeing it in a different eye, in a different way, because of the way my kids are living it and experiencing it. The other part that we should talk about is this access piece, the access that my second-gen children have compared to the access that I had, very different. They have access because I know that I need to go find the access, I need to go look for the opportunities, I need to go find the things, 
for example in the past few years i've i've um put my kids in therapy so okay finding a therapist that's access that we didn't have i mean i don't even know that my family doctor back when i was growing up had like was telling people to go to therapy i don't know that was a thing i can't remember it now the access that i have is it's it's multiplying or it's becoming even bigger for them because the access that i have and the knowledge that i have is expanding onto what they can have right which is what my grandmother did to her kids is what my mom did to me right like little by little generation and by generation through generation we're creating more access we're creating more education we're creating more knowledge we're creating more privilege because the way these kids are yes they be acting real privileged out here okay just the other day i had to tell my oldest son that wi-fi costs money and he was like in shock that it costs money and then i thought okay what am i not doing right they don't even know wi-fi costs money <laughs> i told you my parenting style is a whole nother episode okay we're gonna we're gonna table that for a later time the yes so now they have to pay me five bucks a month to pay for their wi-fi because i'm like you eat here you live here and you use that wi-fi my dude so you're gonna have to start paying up so now i am going to start working with them on finances so they can understand the earning of money but also the spending of money <laughs> and paying the bills my oldest son is so i'm like if kids ran the world we'd be so much better right he's like well why he's like well why why do we have to pay bills why can't we just get things for free i'm like wow okay let's keep let's keep talking about this okay how would we get food he's like we would grow it and i was like okay how would we get internet he's like okay somebody would just plug it in and then it works and that's it okay okay like it makes sense to me right <laughs> but i'm like well our reality right now is that these bills got to get paid okay so yes we're gonna work on that so that's my own um so the privilege piece is very is very interesting for second generation kids i mean i grew up with no cable i grew up with a tv that you had to had one of those knobs that you had to turn the channel anybody else here had one of those televisions that you had to turn the knob but it only was it only went up to like channel 12 it was like 0 to 12 1 to 12 i don't even know what was on channel 1 okay but you just turned the knob to get oh my goodness i wish i had a picture of that tv back in the day we didn't take pictures as much as we do now with our phones but i really wish we had a picture of my grandmother's living room with the couches that we got at a, a thrift shop and the television that we probably got at a thrift shop as well a secondhand store with the knob oh my goodness oh my goodness i remember the time we finally got a little tv that had a remote control but that was the one that stayed in the kitchen it must have been like a a 12 by 12 tv uh but that was interesting it had buttons for and not a knob oh my goodness we were like in heaven we're like what is this the high, highest technology available ever here so that privileged part because they don't really realize right now the things are costing they don't realize the sacrifices that the mom you know me you as a parent is making to get the food let's okay we're not gonna talk about food prices right now to get food in that fridge that gets emptied out quite a lot of times in a week not really comprehending that things are difficult for some folks for them for example um and another eye-opening from our trip to dr is that 
my oldest son was so appalled, like just in shock that my grandmother's apartment didn't have AC and didn't have a television. My grandmother only goes to the DR maybe twice a year, so she doesn't need to have an AC in her house or a television. But to him, it was like, how does she survive? Granted, y'all, I have the same question because it gets really hot in there and there's one fan, <laughs> okay? How does she survive without television and without internet? So they took their iPads over, but they couldn't work the Wi-Fi because there's no internet at my grandmother's house. It was like, wait a minute, what? So beginning to talk to them about like, you're in a pretty privileged place. You have access to internet. You have TV, multiple TVs at home. You live in a one family home that has multiple AC units in it. You have electricity because that's the other thing they couldn't get their wrap their head around is that the electricity piece. Why is electricity not functional or why is it, you know, so like, wow, so eye opening to me also. And, you know, through them, again, learning through their experience, I'm learning as well. Like, wow, okay, let's sit. Let's talk about this. There's actually people that have very much less access than what your grandmother has here. There's people that have walls that are not made out of cement blocks, right? Like things like that, that to them was like, what? So that privileged mindset that they're growing up with, it's definitely a second generation mindset because mine wasn't like that. I knew from the get because that's where I came from. I knew that there was challenges. I knew that there were families that couldn't afford things. I knew, for example... There were families that right now how we live, that's not how we grew up. Like we grew up in my grandma's apartment with about, at all times, at least five people living in that apartment. And so understanding that their privilege is different because their access is different. Because what we're doing as adults is reflecting on their experience. And now their experience is different from yours and it's us as first generation parents that have to kind of flip our mind and twist it a little bit and expand it and stretch it and then have those conversations with our kids who are second generation whose experiences are very different than ours and that's it for today thank you for listening to two kids and one doctorate this is your host dr soy la quesada i'll check you next episode bye bye